Coming up on the WAG Podcast, Xavier Gibson making national headlines running for the game-winning touchdown on Monday Night Football. We'll talk a little bit about that as he was our two-time WAG Football Offensive Player of the Year. Also, we want we had picture day. You won't want to miss our riveting discussion about that. Jess Radford will be in studio to discuss women's soccer and volleyball. Plus, we had some big wins. If you're seeing the graphic, they were whacked. Plus, we have Kristen St. Clair, who had one of those WAC wins with California Baptist women's soccer coach. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Hello, good day, good morning. Welcome on this cloudy Texas morning. Now that it's uh, getting a little bit cooler out, we're starting to see some clouds. It's not the bright sun. I don't need my sunglasses anymore driving to work. And uh, it's nice. Very nice. It's fall-like, <laughs> you might say. Uh, it, it was over 100 degrees, I think, more than 50 days here in the great state of Texas. So now that's in the 80s, you know, it uh, feels pretty nice. So I guess we're going to get a good dose of rain. Uh, yes. this upcoming week as well but uh it's uh it's a pleasure um you're, you're going to be moving this weekend so cool. hopefully that rain holds off when you get the uh, moving van out yeah no if it rains this weekend it's not going to be a great experience <laughs> the boxes might get soggy and wet we got like 40 of them in my apartment alone so that that that's a lot a lot to deal with yeah so um that kind of covers what we <laughs> got going on uh want to welcome everybody to the uh, whack podcast um uh, looking at our rundown here first thing up picture day picture day so we had our uh, headshots taken this week and uh, in the near future we'll we'll have those out on the website we sure will we learned a lot of different techniques during this how to accentuate the jaw lines stick that neck out but tilt so you you know and then the uh, string on the top of the head string elbows in hold a five foot sandwich to command the room oh i was not told about the five foot sandwich oh i had to do this okay and this so well but... so so looking forward to those coming up in, in the next uh, few weeks also, Monday Night Football, talked about in the open a little bit, Xavier Gibson, I guess the big story nationally was that Aaron Rodgers got a yeah, yeah. play, uh, rupturing his Achilles tendon out for the year. But the Jets stay in the game, uh, even even without the great Aaron Rodgers, and Xavier Gibson, the darling of hard knocks, yes, gets an opportunity in overtime to return a punt. And as we saw many times in the whack over the past few years, he takes it to the house. I mean, for those watching who had seen Xavier Gibson throughout his career at SFA, we knew he could do it. My goodness, he just runs it 65 yards, dashing, diving, zig, zag, boom, to the house, scores. The head coach is running out. Everyone's freaking out. I'm like, Xavier Gibson at home. What a play. I mean, what a moment for a guy undrafted. You know, under after free agent, didn't know if he was going to make the 53-man roster, does. And then overtime, week one, the win. You can't even write a better story than that. Guess what? Week two, guess where they are? The Jets. Where are they? They're across the street here. 
Oh, playing the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, Xavier Gibson's going to be there. Oh, my goodness. Guess where Xavier Gibson is from? He's from Dallas. He is from Dallas. So homecoming for him. So I'm sure a lot of fans, a lot of SFA people, I would imagine, are going to be at the uh, the, uh, big stadium, AT&T Stadium. Yeah. The dome, if you will. And, you know, I saw a lot of things on social media that people were commenting like, oh, man, you're going to get a touchdown week one and like a tutty. And he got that tutty. So a lot of excitement there. (laughs) Speaking of great plays, (laughs) how about our our good friend Lewis Mueller from California Baptist coming away with our whack top play of the week presented by Hercules Tires? Yeah, what a play by Lewis Mueller. They're bending it like Beckham. Curving it around that wall and getting it into the back of the net. Of course, the goalkeeper doing a fantastic effort there, but it was quite the phenomenal shot. I uh, will have to say, you know, no, no, uh, the wall just, they, <laughs> they just, you know, if you're standing in front of the wall, your job is to well, block it. Was a, it was a two person wall. A two person wall. Probably should have three, maybe four. And one was headed right at the dude's. I mean, that's. Dome. Head it back. I mean, that's going at a pretty good rate of speed. But because you ducked, it went in the back of the net for your team. Well, I mean, that's spoken like a goalkeeper. I mean, if I'm putting, if people are stepping in the wall, I'm expecting them to. That's what the wall's for. That's what the wall's for. Because you're setting your wall because that's the spot that you're taking care of. So you're shifting knowing that's covered. So if they're dodging, you're too far over to make the save. Well, fortunately for CBU. But it was a really phenomenal yeah. kick, and they should know that you shouldn't put two people on a wall only for Luis Louis Mueller because that man can really kick a free kick. He can rip it. That's, that's <laughs> for sure. uh, it's kind of a little bit surprising that was their first win of the season as uh, CBU picked to win the Western Athletic Conference. We kind of dove into it last week, but uh, CBU now with their first win, they're one three and one. Seattle U, by the way. Uh, four one and one atop the wax standings. As of course, it's still non-conference play, but uh, the Redhawks picking up one of those famous whacked wins. Whacked against Oregon State, I believe that was a two to one victory. Yes, two to one victory. Get whacked. <laughs> it was. It was also one of the um, top play nominees this week. Was by Brady McSwain, the goalkeeper, also on a free kick. Uh, made the save. Uh, that was our number four play of the week this week by Brady McSwain of Seattle U. Uh, James Morris has been having an outstanding season for the Red Hawks. A couple assists in that game, and he may be your guest on uh, Whack All Access this week. Yes, here's hoping they're traveling today as they have an upcoming matchup. Um, my schedule went away, so I can't tell you who they're playing right now, but maybe Edan or Dizgan. I'm on the case here. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, today's uh, September 13th. Uh, Seattle U on the road playing uh, LMU. Oh, yes, LMU that's right. Uh, was in the top 25. I don't believe they are at the moment, but but definitely a top 25 caliber type of team for the Red Hawks. And then they will be traveling on Monday. I'm sorry, they'll be back at home. They'll be traveling from Los Angeles back home to Seattle to play number 14, Denver University. Yes, that'll be a great matchup. Another opportunity to get whacked or have that beautiful whacked graphic. We love it. We love it. Also, 
uh, this week. Uh, other opportunities, uh, CBU, as we record this on Wednesday, this will be out Wednesday, they're playing at number 22 ranked San Diego. So there's an opportunity there. We also have, uh, let's see, any other uh, San Diego playing another WAC team. They'll be playing at Grand Canyon oh. on Saturday. So they are number 22 visiting uh, Grand Canyon. So there's a couple opportunities for some big wins by WAC schools this week. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, part of the reason that some of these people had such big wins, such teams, uh, would be because they were our players of the week. Ticket Smarter <laughs> Players of the Week, California Baptist, Lewis Mueller, who we just talked about with that fantastic goal, despite you uh, having some some criticism for, for I mean, I'm not taking away from the goal. The goal was what it was. I'm taking away. If I was the goalkeeper on that team, I would be like, hey, man, you're done from the wall. You're done. <laughs> Mueller had uh, two goals in that one. Uh, Clayton Duarte, a defender midfielder from GCU, is our defensive Player of the week as the Lopes get a three out three oh shutout win over Stetson, and he had the match winning goal in that one as well. So congratulations to him. And then our goalkeeper of the week goes to Leon Schmidt. Schmidt, the goalkeeper, also out of Grand Canyon, three oh clean sheet. Obviously, like we had you know just talked about with Duarte. Um, so six saves in, in the win versus Stetson, five stops in the final 30 minutes. He's the whack leader in saves, curling at 30 and saves per match, right? Second in save percentage. Leon Schmidt has, has been a quality keeper in our league. Um, it doesn't always get the recognition, I think, sometimes because we have so many quality keepers. So many. So when we come back, we're going to talk uh, women's soccer and volleyball with Jess Radford, JR. JR. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. It's Jess. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner, Kendra Sheehan, now joined by Jessica Radford of Jess and JR. <laughs> she is our assistant director of communications. She oversees volleyball and she oversees women's soccer for the Western Athletic Conference. Just welcome back to the show. Yes, let's get it. Women's soccer. Well, how many weeks are we in now? Three, four, five? We're five, going six, on seven. week five. Week five. Yes, that's actually crazy. Oh my gosh, I feel like these weeks are just flying on by and next you know it's about to be over. So as far as our players of the week oh. uh, this past week for women's soccer, Utah Valley's Faith Weber getting the offensive player of the week just she had a hat trick at USC. This is uh, this is something we don't see all the time. No, not at all. Number nineteen USC at that hat trick scored all of their points. A three two win over a twenty five top team. Yeah, it, in in Los Angeles, and uh, they were up three zero, and were were able to hold off uh, the Trojans for a three two win. Uh, Grand Canyon's Alicia Ganeef is our defensive player of the week. What did she do this week? Did not let North Dakota shot on goal. No shots on goals for North Dakota. So they won. I think it was a shutout win for them. Their fifth shutout win of the season um, against North Dakota. Didn't let them get a shot on goal. Then, of course, um, they lost against South Dakota, but South that's Dakota okay. State. Yeah, South Dakota State. Oh, yeah, my the, gosh. Uh, the Jackrabbits. Yeah, the, Jack the counties would not be happy if we call Well, that's true. Although it was a win. But South Dakota State, a uh, very good team this yes, year. Yes, very. 7-1, and one, right? 7-1 every yes. year. And uh, I think they beat Iowa State, so they do have a Power 5 win as well. Oh, okay. So very uh, quality opponent. So that's always a tough road trip as GCU. You know, usually it's teams wanting to go to Arizona. You don't see teams always going to North Dakota, South Dakota. Oh, no, absolutely not. Because what is there to do there? The Mount Rushmore. 
uh, Mount Rushmore is is on the other side of South Dakota. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're in the state, you <laughs> might as well state. go to it. It's, hey, El Paso's in Texas, too. I mean, if you want to go there. <laughs> you know what? I'm inserting myself into this conversation for our goalkeeper of the week, because as you all know, I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> in high school so i have very important takes on this position noah schumacher my goodness for california baptist the pk yeah. block in the final two minutes Clutch. to get them to win one zero i mean what could you couldn't ask for any more from your goalkeeper there it gets no better than that i feel like 88 minutes the game was about to be over <laughs> they could have tied and she had that save Tremendous save by her. And then, you know, got the shutout. Not easy to do, especially on a PK. Cause you know, I mean, cause I'm just going to keep giving my hot takes like anybody really cares about them. But when you're, when you're in net and it's a PK that the kicker person shooting should always make the shot. It is a bonus. If the, the keeper blocks it, if they block it, they're big time, unless the shot's really, really weak, but like the, you know, the odds are stacked against the keeper. So to make a shot like that, like what, what is the percentage? I don't know. Like, I what, don't have stats. <laughs> this is like, just I'm guessing, opinion. Like, it's probably like a 75% chance you're going to make the goal. Is that, right. Is that, is that too high? Does that seem, I feel like, like it should be better, 80. It's, it's more than 50, 50. It seems like the advantage goes to the goal striker. Or the yes. Striker. You got to really? guess, right. Guessing right is half the battle. And then That's you know a wide range yeah. to cover at that. Oh my gosh, it's tough. So and, Oregon, by the way, had lost to Grand Canyon in, in the previous game. Tough break for Oregon so, against the WAC schools. <laughs> Get whacked. So, so, so you would think uh, uh, with Oregon, especially you know being you know Pac-12 school, that they uh, you know they're I don't know if the word is desperate, but I mean playing against CBU, like we can't lose at home now mm-hmm. to CBU, and then they lose to CBU one zero, and actually. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation coming up, Kendra, with Kristen St. Clair, the head women's soccer coach in our next segment from CBN. Yeah, she she's a pleasure to speak with as her team is currently at the top of the WAC standings right now, 5-1-1, one, and one, and they're also hosting the uh, WAC tournament this year. So, you know, I'm asking how exciting is the host? Well, she's like, we got to get there. So we're not even thinking about that. And that's a great point. Great answer. <laughs> great answer. So that was our, we, we did have a WAC uh, with the win over Oregon. Yes. Uh, by CBU. Uh, did we have any other whacked <laughs> games in women's soccer? Is this going to be the motion? For <laughs> well, because, you know, like the graph kind of falls. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, other than Oregon. And then, of course, um, Utah Valley's win against win USC. Against yeah. yeah, that was a huge win. So that was for our women's soccer whack this week. And a, a quick look at the women's soccer standings. CBU now atop the standings at 5-1-1. One, and one. Grand Canyon 5-2. and two. Abilene Christian still playing really well, 4-2-1. and one. Utah Valley three three and two, but uh, we've talked about tough they have played a very very tough schedule. Coming up this week, uh, who do we have on the docket? On the docket, <laughs> we got Seattle U <laughs> at Washington State on September fourteenth. When is that? Tomorrow? Today? It Thursday, sure is. Right? Yeah, Thursday. Oh um, Utah Valley at Cal on Friday, and then. What's that? Sunday, the 17th? Yeah, ACU at Oklahoma, GCU at Arkansas. Arkansas is number 11 right now in the top 25. I think Washington State is what, number 24? Uh, So Seattle U is going against number 24, Washington State tomorrow. That should be exciting. I'm pretty sure they're gearing up for that. Um, Yeah, Sunday, ACU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. 
That's that's so we have that. So back on the road here. Back yes. on the road. Back on the road. Grand Canyon um goes to number eleven Arkansas. So that should be an exciting game for Grand Canyon. We'll see if we get another wax for that. Yeah. Um, and then Stephen F. Austin goes to TS uh, TCU. Oh my gosh. And then they're receiving votes. So they were number twenty five last week, and then this week they're still receiving votes. So. We'll see if we, they climb back up to that. Oh, yeah. Who's monitoring this weekend? <laughs> I think I am. I'm monitoring. I think I am. I'm doing Sunday. I'm, I'm doing sure. Thursday. Wait, I thought I was doing Sunday. There could be two shifts. Hold on now. Shifts. Good thing we're getting this cleared up during the podcast. I, yeah. well, that way people know who's posting that whack. Uh, oh, JR is on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got, man. We got TJ and CJ doing Saturday and then ED doing Sunday. Oh, I got Thursday covered. I'll take oh, doing Thursday. Oof. Actually, Thursday, if you look at it's it. Tough. See, it's tough. See, if you're, you're just looking at hours. If you're looking at a number of games, mm-hmm. Thursday is, I think, are the most games we have. So I see. Oh, soccer, wow. And you have volleyball. Yes. Is men's soccer Thursday, too? Think we men's, we women's, volleyball. and volleyball. Sheesh. Talk about putting the crew on my back here. <laughs> but we are seeing some different schedules in terms of we're seeing volleyball on Mondays uh, more this year. We're seeing uh, the two days in between soccer, which is somewhat new. Um, I know a lot of teams are trying to schedule that with two days off yeah. it's only be one day off mm-hmm. so we're seeing um i think when i was putting the schedule together there's a lot of fridays where we have no games oh oh so, love that Friday. but then we have saturdays and sundays yeah so wah, wah. game day it love is it. game day so you got to be excited about that yeah. uh how about volleyball what we got cooking there um i i know uh, as we uh film this as they say even though it's not actually filmed um Players of the week will be out after we do this show. Yes. But let's let's give a sneak peek. Oh, <laughs> right now we're still deciding. You know, we have some top candidates right now. Um, I've sent my votes in. You know, wait on others. <laughs> <laughs> I have not taken a look at this yet. Been out here cruising through this podcast, Grinding. but a lot of good. We have a lot of good choices. This yes, week, we like. do. And a variety, a lot of different yes. schools. So I love it schools. when it's a, a lot of different schools. That means, you know, our schools is just competing. They're competing. That's true. Yes. That's always good when you can have different. It's not all the same. Do you like having your seat over there? I think this works better. Yeah, I get to look at you guys. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Like, it's not like a hey. Well, you're over here. I feel like, like you're on a swivel. But Kendra's kind of. I do this anyway. I'm yeah. kind of like. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard this or not. She used to be a goalkeeper in high school. So she kind of. <laughs> so my to... head is always on <laughs> a swivel. Actually, I should have. I should add that I did play club in college for a year. Oh, that's right. Was your team good? Um, I was the backup. Oh, okay. I was about to say, were you still the goalie? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're playing uh, pickleball and uh, oh beach volleyball. And... Me and Jr. played pickleball yesterday, and we don't want to brag, so we won't tell you the score. Exactly. But we were crushing. We killed it. <laughs> number one on the court, and number one in your hearts. Yeah. So volleyball. <laughs> I mean, we're talking volleyball. Stephen F. Austin, congratulations, to Debbie Humphrey, eight hundred career victories. She, uh, we had her on the show uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, knew this was coming up, but SFA, the, the Lady Jacks, eight and two to start the year. So no surprise there. They went to the NCAA tournament last year. But, I mean, you, you played college volleyball. Um, 
have you ever been around a coach that won 800 games? Absolutely not. I haven't actually, which is like insane because she's been there for a very long time. And just to have that culture there, like it's not, it's not changing at all. And I'm pretty sure she's not leaving for a while. Well, and I, I did ask her about her, her longevity there. And I'm sure she's had opportunities to go to other schools Absolutely. somewhere along the way, but put her roots in Nacogdoches and just ha has a pipeline of, of players, you know, great players coming in and to be there and she's she's got a ways to go i mean mm -hmm. she she could i mean i don't a she thousand. Gets a thousand yeah I mean, definitely yeah keep playing this good you're <laughs> definitely getting a thousand real quick um against boise state though three to win i'm pretty sure that was a nail biter for her because she's like or her team you know there's like 800 win right now we got to win this for our coach and i know that was probably an insane atmosphere hopefully um just for them as a team as well you know just trying to fight for your coach and get this 800 win for her um and they they pulled it out 3-2 win and the lady jacks hosting another tournament this week and they get to have uh, sam houston their old rivals coming into shelton gym battle of the so, piney woods court edition since it doesn't happen on the football no it doesn't uh but thursday uh they will be playing sam houston they also play tulsa and old miss uh, oh, nice. at home this week so that's a pretty big one when you have uh you know power five school come to your gym and have an opportunity to whack whack them i mean and you know <laughs> being she coached through the naia d2 d1 it just seems like she really it's not like oh well we were naia then we went d2 we dropped off they were still winning oh d2 d1 still winning still winning <laughs> you know and looking at the uh the schedule for i, I don't want to look too far ahead so they go to Baylor. Uh, Kendra and I went to Baylor last year. Oh, we did. When they played them in the NCAAs. Then on September 23rd, Saturday, September 23rd. So it's a week from this Saturday. Conference play. Yes. I'm excited. I mean. What are we doing? What is happening? <laughs> Conference play already. Seems like it. it's the time every year. But yeah. it just seems. It just goes by so fast. It goes by fast. You just like never notice. And the next, you know, like I said, week five in soccer is like, where did the time go? And then it's like conference, but then, then the championship tournament is then tomorrow. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> week long. So other uh, volleyball matchups uh, to look out for. You've had a, a chance to kind of eyeball some of the big matchups this week. Yes. Utah Valley takes on number 19 BYU on the 15th. Ooh. That should be a very good game. And that's in Orem. Yes. So hopefully home team, you know, advantage in that one. Now Orem and Provo, basically the same city. Basically walking distance. Yes. Really? Uh, okay. Three. Three miles apart between the camps. Oh, so they're very, very that. close together. Oh, so. BYU is about to show out. So BYU has great crowds. But the largest school in the state of Utah in terms of enrollment? Utah. Utah Valley. Utah Valley. <laughs> more than Utah, more than Utah State, more than BYU. Wow. Yeah, very large school. So they also, and especially when they play BYU, the Utah Valley people show up too. Yeah, as so, they should, because yeah. that crowd is insane. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Utah Valley, they, they always seem to play well against BYU, and they do have that big win against Utah earlier this season. So you never know what can happen, especially Sam Atoa sometimes can put together a nice little game plan uh, to possibly uh, beat those Cougars. We'll have to check it out. Absolutely. Great game. Am I monitoring that day? I cannot wait. Friday? No. Yeah. What day is it? The 15th. The 15th, Friday. Oh, absolutely. I am locked in on that game. And, oh I, and as I look at Utah Valley's schedule, so now I said Saturday the 23rd, we actually start conference play on Thursday the 21st. 
Oh my gosh. Sheesh. Two days earlier than what you said. So Utah Valley plays. So what you're tip. saying is you're a liar. <laughs> the uh, Wolverines open conference play with uh, Tarleton on Thursday. Then they'll travel to Abilene Christian on Saturday. So Stephenville to Abilene. So, ah, all righty. Should be a good one. Good road trip. All right. Uh, we Hopefully they hit up HTO. So, HTO today. <laughs> So, so, so I'm looking at a rundown here and it says surprise question. Oh, that was just to, that was just to throw <laughs> Jess for a loop of like, what's the surprise question? But there really wasn't going to be any. Oh man. Cause I definitely saw that in the email and I was like, what the heck is this surprise question? I thought it was funny, but guys, we <laughs> definitely didn't go over the wax for volleyball this week. Oh, oh my oh goodness. My gosh, Grand Canyon swept Iowa. Oh How can goodness. we yeah. not talk about that? Uh, what, what else do we have? It's CBU. CBU beat Oregon State. What's up with the Oregon State? <laughs> So, so CBU, they, uh, and I noticed this this past weekend, and again, the former volleyball player, we can kind of pick her brain about some certain things. Oh, yes. In volleyball, how they play multiple matches on the mm-hmm. same day. When we get to reg- when we get to conference play, that's never that does not happen. No. We get to the tournament, they're not going to play multiple matches. But during the, pre- or during the non-conference, mm-hmm. they will play multiple matches the same day. CBU not only doing that, but they're also playing at home and then playing on the road in the same day. Absolutely. So they went to UC yeah. Riverside, obviously in the same city. Mm-hmm. But what, I mean, that's, that's gotta be, you know, how do you get ready for two matches in one day? Um, Two matches in one day. I feel like for me, it's just like, I like how they spread out the times. It's not like a, oh, back to back. Cause I feel like in high school and when you play club, it is, it can be like back to back and that can be hard and a disadvantage. Cause you know, the other team thinks you're gassed out and you just played. But in this one, in this instance, you have like a 10 a.m. game and then you don't play until like six, which is good. But to be traveling that same day, I've actually never experienced that where you're playing in, <laughs> you're playing at one site one day, you know, at 10 or in the morning and then you're traveling. Which traffic in Riverside or L.A. I hear is terrible. It's it's pretty so rough. It could, you would think it's 20 minutes, but it's not. It's two hours. CB, <laughs> so, they, so they played Nevada. On Friday night, beat Nevada three two. Mm-hmm. Play Oregon State Saturday morning, win three to two, and then go to UC Riverside, beat UC Riverside three zero uh, on that. And then also Fresno State did this, where they played Utah Tech mm-hmm. on I believe it was Saturday morning, and then they went and played Southern, Southern Utah, Utah yes Saturday night. And that's not exactly. I mean, I can see Riverside; they're you know five miles apart or mm-hmm. whatever. But Southern Utah to Utah Tech, that's what, 40 miles 50 miles I mean, yeah but it's like 40 minutes yeah but hour. still that's that's a little bit of a jaunt considering uh, you just got done playing a volleyball match oh uh, now right yeah hop on the bus that's you know, a that's, lunch or whatever but you know the bus you know you could be sprawled out because you know it's not can, that many players on a volleyball team so you get your own row oh yeah that was the uh, like tour buses and you know you get your own little section you sprawled out you know because i got long legs i, I can't just be like a plane. Well, yeah, I would imagine a lot of the volleyball players probably. Oh, absolutely. Same, yeah. same That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, that was some great insight from Jess Radford. When we come back, we'll <laughs> talk uh, women's soccer. Actually, Henry's going to talk women's soccer. I sure am. With Kristen St. Clair, the head coach at California Stay with us. Peace out, guys. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. 
WAXpodcast.com. Welcome back to the WAX Podcast. Now joined by Kristen St. Clair, California Baptist women's soccer head coach. Coach St. Clair, thank you so much for joining the podcast. As CBU is currently sitting at the top of the WAX standings, 5-1-1, one, and, one, and also coming off a pretty big week where you took down a Power 5 opponent. Your thoughts on, on what this team has been able to accomplish early on in the season as, as you get ready to gear up for conference play coming up soon? Sure. Th first of all, thank you for having me. Um, no, we're, we're excited. This is a special group, and, and um, they've done really well. Um, against the competition so far, but every game is getting more difficult. And we anticipate, I mean, the conference this year is just loaded as far as talent. It's, it's going to be very challenging and we're really excited for that challenge. And uh, it's right around the corner next week. It certainly is. And we have to go back to this one Oh, win over Oregon, because it was just a, a hard fought game. And I'll start with Noah Schumacher because you were a goalkeeper back when you played soccer. So you know what it's like to be, uh, facing a penalty shot and uh, or a PK, excuse me, and, and to be able to make the save that she did to keep the score at zero for Oregon to pull off the win. What impressed you most about her performance and just the ability to read that kick so well? Well, Noah, Noah showed her quality. I think she's the best goalkeeper in the conference. I'm biased, but I still think that she's the best keeper in the conference. Uh, I, I was just really impressed with her focus and her composure because that that's a tough that's a tough situation, especially in the last two minutes of the game, um, you know, and the game had been flying around, but I was really impressed with her leadership, her composure, and just her focus to, to make the save. Marcella Brooks was the one who put away that goal that initially that would seal the deal for your team early on. It was a header, but really it looked like a total team effort went down the sideline, passed it around a few times. And then she was the one, of course, that heads it into the net. What have you seen from Marcella? She leads your team currently in, in goals scored and to, just to be able to, to come through in a big moment, a big time game. Well, Mar Marcella is a, a big time player and I think she's just really starting to find her form. She's doing a great job. She's keeping it simple and she's putting herself in good positions to score. And that's what we can, all we can ask our strikers is to be, make sure they're in the right positions and, and execute when they are there. Is that just though, how this team plays just so, be like very unselfish. I mean, the ball, you know, the player had a chance to score, passed it over, you know, to an open player there, then passed it. And, you know, just very much team play, very unselfish play in order to, to give everyone the best opportunity to, to have a look at on frame and when they have that opportunity to do so. Yeah, I'm really impressed. This group, we've, um, they're very, very unselfish. You can see that in their play. They can, you can see that in our style and you can see that in the results as well. You had looks like 17 upperclassmen that are currently listed on your roster. So pretty veteran group. Does that play a factor in having a number of players that have registered quite a few minutes on the pitch in their college careers? Absolutely. That, that leadership is critical and just continuing to show our new players what the standards and expectations are uh, and what our goals are for the season. You guys have had a lot of success on the road, um, and, and I know you've gone into a lot of hostile environments. What's been key for this group to to be able to maintain that composure, go into these places, and and come out with a win on the road, which isn't always easy. Again, I think it's their it's it's the their willingness to do the work, and they you know folk keeping it simple, focusing on what we can control, and you know when you're on the road, there's. Um, 
you know, it, it's a great opportunity to kind of see where you're at and where you need to go as a program. And uh, the players have done a great job so far, and we've learned a lot as well as where we where we need to continue to improve. So. Conference play you had mentioned beginning next week and at the end of the conference play is that big whack postseason tournament California Baptist having that opportunity to host this year California Baptist men's team hosted last year punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. What type of an opportunity does it provide and how excited is your team to be able to one showcase your facilities that we saw last year now with on the women's stage and be able to have that home field advantage. Well, we're very excited about the possibility, but first thing we need to do is earn the right to uh, to get there. And then um, be, playing at home is huge. Being able to uh, just kind of keep your routine is very important, but uh, we, we want to earn the right to get there. And then we have to earn the right each game to uh, to compete and to move on. You've been a coach at CBU since 2007, and you've seen this program grow and develop in AIED too. Now D1 full-fledged Division One members able to participate in that NCAA postseason tournament. How have you watched this program just continue to develop over the years and grow into, you know, a name that is is nationally recognized? Well, I think that starts from the top with Dr. Ellis and and our our um, our vice presidents and our ads just continuing to support us as well as they do, and um, you know we're grateful for that. And I think also uh, I'm fortunate to have I've, to work with some very good coaches on our staff, and um, you know we we try and cultivate it very much like a family, and I'm sure most programs do. Uh, but we've had some really really great uh, student athletes in the program, and and that have contributed a lot, and and the, the standards and and finding the right fit as well for as far as the student athletes. And so, um, but we've been fortunate. I think it's a little bit of everything and, and the CBU community and, um, you know, just trying to compete and put ourselves in the best position possible to be successful. What's been uh, the focus in practice these next couple of days as you go on the road and play San Jose State on Thursday, um, but things that you're trying to clean up before conference play and just things that you might have seen from previous matches that you guys are trying to work on and iron out. Well, we're always trying to get better. And I think just sharpening up uh, our execution on the attacking side uh, and then just tightening up our, our defensive shape as well. So, um, you know, I think just tightening up a little bit of the, the little things that help us be successful and um, you know, San Jose State's a good team. They just, I know they beat Southern Utah over the weekend and um, they're having a good year. Sac uh, Sacramento State's always difficult to play there. So it's it's going to be a good test for us. Absolutely. And and is there any player that, you know, has, has really stepped up uh, that, you know, we haven't talked about? Maybe it's not the one that's, you know, scoring the goals, but it's the, you know, sprints they do down the field. It's the making those open runs, trying to pull defenders one way uh, that don't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. That's just been really helpful to this team in order to, you know, be able to come out with those wins and have the record that you do. I would say Jaden Ramirez, who's one of our defensive mids, she's just, she leaves it all on the field and you don't really see that in the stat sheet. Um, you know, our back line, you know, the defenders usually don't get as much love as the strikers do on the stat sheet, but um, you know, I think, you know, Jaden has done a fantastic job and our, our back four has done a really good job. And, um, but I think the key for our success is, is having the, the continuity and the, the, the chemistry and the, the synergy between all three lines. So. 
Well, coach, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Wish you the best of luck as California Baptist heads to San Jose State Thursday, September 14th at the 7 p.m. Pacific time kickoff on ESPN Plus. As Christian St. Clair, head coach of California Baptist Women's Soccer, I want to thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website, at waxsports.com.